Hello, hello, and welcome to the Humans from a Place podcast presented by the Lightbulb Network. It is Sunday, September 10th, 2017, and as always, I'm your host, LBN Scott, and I'm, I'm accompanied by my great co-host, LBN Cal. Cal, what up, though? Yo, what up? How's it going? Um, we're back again to do it to you and your hero. Yeah, um, if you guys are disappointed we didn't put out an episode for Labor Day, um, you guys could go fuck yourself. The reason why we didn't put it out is in the name. It's it was we're not doing labor on that day. So, and also yeah, Kyle moved. So, since Kyle moved, he's now uh, remote. We are now using technology. So me and Kyle aren't even in the same room, but we have the ability to bring you this this show. Out of a conversation. Yeah. It's crazy, it's right? It's wild. How the fuck do people do this? How do people stay in contact when they're not near each other? It's, I don't know. We're in 2016, bro. Like, technology's wild. Did you say 2016? Yeah, bro, 2016's lit. <laughs> but, uh... Alright, so... <laughs> since we're still in 2016, Kyle, you want to get it popping with your boy? Yeah, uh, so we're starting with Prince. What's going on um, with them? So there's a petition uh, for this uh, Christopher Columbus monument in Montana to have it replaced with a Prince statue, and I am I'm a hundred percent for it. Like fuck Christopher Columbus, he killed a ton of people, just like directly on purpose. Like, he killed old civilizations, and even not on purpose, by spreading diseases that, of course, like, he couldn't have known that, but still, he just brought so much devastation. He's credited with discovering a place where people were already at, so he that, <laughs> that doesn't make any fucking sense. Anyway, well, fuck Sir Columbus. The, now, Prince, on the other hand... Well, wait, 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 let me just let me just add one more thing about Columbus that I think that's kind of hilarious about this this whole thing. He, he literally, I don't, he shouldn't be famous at all. Like, no. he didn't, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't, he didn't do anything. And like, I, I, the only thing that I have to say here that, that just sketches me out is, all right, it's in Minnesota, right? Yes. 
Okay, so I'm I'm just looking up right now. There's a lot of murals and everything for Prince there. Like, there's this one beautiful one I'm looking at right now. Like, the Columbus statue, again. Yeah. What? Yeah, no, I was just saying. Word. So, yeah, I saw that, too. So let me finish this. So, so the Columbus statue, I think... I, I, again, I, personally, I, I think all these statues, I don't care. I, 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 I get, you know, the symbolism and your history... <clears throat> but Columbus isn't American history. That that gets a little bit misconstrued. Columbus isn't Amer. Well, that's not an American thing. So you know, let's get let's get that out of our system. So since it's not an American historical thing, I don't think it's a big deal that it goes it, it disappears. Now, the playing devil's advocate and the other point of view is it's our history. You're you're just gonna delete our history and make like it doesn't exist. Kyle, maybe the reason that we want to remember what Columbus did is so we don't do it again. But I think that's bullshit. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't think people are yeah. looking at Columbus as an example of why... Alright, Columbus is literally the original model for gentrification. Like, he just kind of came yeah. over and is like, y'all need to get the fuck out of here. This is our land now. <laughs> yeah, now, like, he's a horrible person. The fact that we still have a holiday for him is beyond ridiculous not really we get a day off for it so i'm fine with it so <laughs> um <laughs> on to the next thing kyle one of your guys here um who's this guy called nas i've heard of lonzo ball lonzo ball is this incredible incredible never played a game in the M- nba nba player who uh is also a reality tv show show star now whose father is honestly more popular than him at this point um, hasn't proven anything. Yeah. But but Kyle, he was talking about who was that guy he was talking about? Um, wh- who's nah, that from Queensbridge? Uh, where, where's he from? Yeah. So yeah, Kyle, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm I'm just sit back for a minute and let you have the floor here. All right. So basically, Lonzo Ball said that Future Amigos are real hip hop. And now this is just completely irrelevant at this point. And I get that they're more relevant at this time, but Nas is one of the pioneers of rap. Like, he's one of the best to ever do it, like, undisputedly. And he, even he'll hop on, like, a future remix and just absolutely kill it. Or he'll be on the uh, DJ Khaled's album and just murder it. So to say he's just not relevant at all is just bullshit and I didn't actually have a problem with Lonzo before this I I hated I hated that family more so because their dad is just a jackass but I was hey, like hey keep, keep, hey 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 wait hold up. hold up hold up hold up hold up don't you take Mr. Ball's name like that bro you saw me transform on him when he came running down that WWE here. ramp he changed. I fuck with him now. I don't fuck with the son at all. I don't fuck with any of those skinny jeans wearing pussies. I fuck with the father, though. The father I fuck with heavy. <laughs> so, alright, continue. But, nah, anyway, I, I didn't have I didn't hate Lonzo before now, but now I fucking hate him. That's, it's just dumb as hell that he said that. Well, the, the one thing that I don't understand is we, I mean, we we predominantly talk about a lot of popular music here and mostly rap. That the reason why is that's what 
that's what's popular. But when it comes to the music me and Kyle listen to, we listen to everything. Rap is the only genre yeah. that I could really point to where you got new artists going back to old artists and being like, you ain't shit. You don't have that yeah. in rock and roll. You don't have that in country. You don't have that in any other genre. And I don't understand the sense of entitlement going on there. Like, it's like, yo, like, Lonzo, you haven't even, you, you haven't earned anything in your own profession yet. And you're just spitting out there that some guy that is not only a, a, you know a musician and an artist, but a great businessman has more money than you already do now. Like he, if you're just looking at it objectively from that point of view, it, he's got more money than you, and he's been in the game longer than you because Lonzo Ball raps. If, in case you didn't know that, so if I want to hear yeah, a, I want well. Nas will never Nas will never do it, but a Nas diss track at that whole family. He, dude, he'd bring up the mom. Like, I'd want to hear that. I'd yeah. want to hear Nas talking about that mom. I'd want to hear Nas breaking down their fucking head. I'd want to hear all of that. But we won't get it, because he's a nice man. He's not going to body him. You but know, he should. But he fuck fucking himself, should. I doubt he, like, he's not losing sleep over this. He doesn't give a shit. I mean... The tweet though, do you the tweet he tweeted uh who the like somebody tweeted is like I've never heard of Lonzo Ball. And then uh some people started trolling him, they're like it and then and then another tweet I saw goes, uh um also Nas's manager reports Nas has never heard of basketball. So it's like Nas was trying to downplay it. He he he's like, I've never heard of Lonzo Ball. That's bullshit. He should have just been like, Yeah, I heard of him, he fucking his little punk bitch. Like that he should have shot it down yeah. then and there. I don't understand why he kind of played that game, so that that surprised me a lot. And I think, I think part of it is, like I said, I like the father. He's a marketing genius right now. I have to admit that I've I've changed on him really, you know, a huge amount in the past six months. But I I think why he's targeting people like that, like it's like Nas. You're right. He's not going to lose sleep over this. But here we are talking about it, and it's easy. It's easy to get clicks. It's easy to get views like that. So LeVar's probably telling like his kids, he's like, "Yo, go out there and say this shit." And guess what? Just right there, there's another. Right there, there's another two thousand or two hundred thousand clicks. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. But you're right. Like in every other form of music, there isn't that like sense of entitlement or anything. It's in every other genre, it's about paying respect to elders. And some, some rappers do, but especially like the popular ones today, they don't give a fuck. And I, I just don't get it at all. Well, I could understand not necessarily be, like, I could understand not, you know, being like, oh, these are the greats, but I don't understand, like, shitting on them. You know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between being like, oh, I just, yeah. you know, I don't listen to that shit, that's old school. Like, if they would have just been like, oh, no, Nas is irrelevant because it's, like, old school, that's different. He was like, Nas is irrelevant because he ain't putting out shit like the Migos, and Migos and Future are like the goats. Like they're, He's like, they'll go down in history better than Nas. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're putting out five albums yeah. a year that I just like... That the, that all, no, it's not that they all suck. Like right now, the one Gucci song with the Migos on it, there's another Migos song that literally has an almost identical beat, and it's the same model song. It's Quavo with a certain auto-tune singing... It's like the same laid out song. It's like here, here's the here's how you make a number one song. You take this model. No, and, there's a there's a formula, like several formulas that they to, follow. Yeah, and know, I get it. Today, and yeah, it's, it's dumb. 
people just buy the same thing over and over again. No, no, I'm not gonna lie. I listen to it. I like some of it, but at the same time, it's like, yo, I if I hear the same song twice, but it's two different songs, that's fucked up. Like I call that out instantly. Like, that Skizza and Kendrick. Like even if it's close, I'm yeah. like, yo, what the hell is this? Oh, yeah. Oh, we talked about that in the Scissor album review. That's what I'm saying. So even but when that, it, when an album that's, um, what, that only happened in that one case though. Like there was only those two songs. Yes, but what I make in, in most popular music, it happens over and over again. That's the point. Yeah, that's the point I'm trying to make. I'm saying with some artists like like Migos, for example, they'll take their music from their album and they'll take their formula and take it to a Gucci sh- song. So now Gucci yeah. puts out that number one song, but it's a Migos song. That that's that's confu- that's really just confusing. It's like, yo, what like if you go listen to the, that Gucci song, I I get the bag. I fuck with it. I like it. But I thought that was a Migos song. I didn't know that was a Gucci song. Yeah. Alright, Kyle. I think that was enough about that bullshit. Um now, this one might be more bullshit, though, actually, because I don't know what the fuck to even make of this at all. You, you're the one that found this, so please enlighten us. Or enlighten me, actually, because I, I don't understand. Yeah, so there's going to be a new Michael Jackson album being released. Post mortem. It's going to have a. What? Post mortem. He's what? dead, Kyle. It's post mortem. Yeah. <laughs> In case you didn't but know that. Posthumously, like posthumously released. Yeah, that's, post that's it up. Correct yeah, post it up in the paint. Anyway. Duncan. <clears throat> They're releasing his album Scream, which is going to be a collection of 13 songs that are all going to have a Halloween vibe to them. And at first, I thought it was going to be uh, unreleased stuff that they were making. And they were going to make a whole Halloween vibe around it. And that I thought was going to suck, to be honest. Because I, not, if he was going to sit down and make an album like that, it would be good. But the fact is that it's other people compiling it. But it's actually all previously released stuff. So, I mean, to be honest, it's still not very exciting to me, at least. I... I mean, I'm sure it'll be a good collection of songs to listen to, but, like, to actually be released as an album, I think is just kind of unnecessary. One thing that I always think about, and that, well, not always think about, but I think about a situation like this would be, okay, um, I mean, Michael Jackson's dead. It's very unfortunate. You know, he's was an amazing artist, and he was also, he made a lot of people rich, and a lot of people did take advantage of Michael, though. So, yeah, that's the one thing that I, I just, that concerns me now is, where's the money going from this album? Because if it's not going to the proper people, and they're just like, okay, we're gonna take some Michael demos and throw it together and ruin his legacy with some shitty production that we just want to make some money on, that's really fucked up. Like, I could, like if you're gonna, like, um, like uh, if you're gonna put out demos or anything like that, that's different, but if you're going to take demos and edit it and make it into something that, you know, he didn't make himself, that's, that's fucked up. I don't, I don't, I don't like that at all. So, we're, nah, I generally don't like posthumous albums unless they're already, unless it's too, um, like they're already set by the artists themselves. 
Yeah, like Tupac. Somebody takes the whole collection of songs and puts them together. Doc, how many albums did Tupac put out after he died? A lot. That's what I'm saying. Like, that that, that makes sense. But I don't listen to those. Like, I don't care about those. I would much rather listen to the stuff that he came up with himself. True, but what I'm saying is, though, like, some of those are actually quality. Like, those are, those are, they're legitimate albums, though. Like, it's like, okay, like, there's, they're rough. Yes, they're rough. They're, you could tell some of them are even demos, but the point is, you could tell that that was in the process and that it would have eventually became a song. What's concerning me here is now in this day and age, who the fuck knows what we're going to get with this? Like, they could, it could be, it could have been Michael just singing maybe a chorus to one song and then they could change his voice and distort it to make that a whole song that's what's that's what's gonna scare me about that I don't I don't think so though I think it's gonna be mostly just previously released stuff in this case but that's it's definitely a, a problem that when you have artists that die early and then other people take their bodies of work you know it's just a it's just a touchy thing because you don't want to ruin that artist's legacy Kyle, what do you think about unreleased albums costing like a million bucks? <laughs> so, uh, Martin Shkreli is uh, selling his, and this is the only copy in the world, but uh, uh, his copy of the Wu-Tang album, uh, Once Upon a Time in Shaolin. So, it's now on eBay for over a million dollars, the, the bidding is at. I'm is not there, sure what it's currently at. Last I saw, it was like a million two uh, hundred or something like that. It, there should be Kyle. I just it just came to me right now. We should try to do a crowdsourcing thing where we collectively all get a million dollars and then we we give it back to the Woo and they upload it to Apple Music. <laughs> Think about that though. Like uh, I would like that because like I and also on Scrawly man. Like yeah. Alright, he, he is, his business-wise, he's a fucked-up dude, he's mungry, money-hungry, I get it? He's fucking funny. The dude's fucking hilarious. If you actually follow this dude... I hate him. Yeah, you could hate him, but bro, he's fucking funny. He does not give a flying fuck about you. And I, I, I envy well, that, I in, that in a certain way. Like, the, the, stu- like the, the uh, juror selection, did you hear about that story? Um, maybe, just tell Okay, so basically, when he, he had a federal trial that was going on a few weeks ago, and during the juror yeah. selection process for that, it took something like six weeks, because they couldn't find anybody that was unbiased, because everybody fucking hated him. <laughs> Alright, that's pretty fun. So, it, it's, yeah, it, it, it slowed down the whole, the whole process. They are like, does, and they can't just be like, does anybody want to be a fucking juror for this? Like, they just had to keep soliciting people, like, alright, alright. <laughs> like, there was one, there was one black guy, the quotes from it were hilarious. He was just like, I can't judge this man, he dissed the woo! <laughs> like, I was just like, like, these are actual court statements. Like, if you guys haven't heard this story, go Google it. It's definitely worth the ten minutes. You know what's not well, worth the 10 minutes, thing, Kyle? No, no Kyle, this, this is Wait, more important. What? You know what's not worth 10 minutes? What? Katy Perry. You know what's not worth $3? Uh, 
tickets to go see Katy Perry. Go to a Katy Perry concert. Exactly. Yes, Katy Perry um, for her new tour. It is flopped so bad that there is, now you could get Groupon tickets for varying from three dollars all the way up to about at the most twenty bucks a, a pop. Um, that's a pretty big fall from grace. If I do say so myself, and also if you even want to get individual tickets, it's still low as thirty-five bucks. <laughs> <coughs> so yeah, and uh, and also dude, right here, dude. What, what, like right here, I'm just reading the thing. Like it, it's kind of sad. It goes Katy Perry witness tour. Global pop superstar Katy Perry has been wooing audiences for nearly a decade. Her colorful aesthetics, over-the-top ensembles, and dance-worthy hits have earned her 13 Grammy nominations, five AMAs, and a headlining halftime Super Bowl. Um, but then the very next thing they go, Kyle, is she, they go, she will be performing these songs. It's none of her new songs. <laughs> And it's like, they're like, please come, like, this was the Pittsburgh one I'm looking at. It's like, please come see Katy Perry. These tickets were 75 bucks, now they're 35 <laughs> So, uh, fuck Katy you know, Perry. She's just awful anymore. You know like, who else is awful, see, Kyle? When you see her on stage with Migos. And oh, that Saturday Night Live really thing? Hyped. Yeah, but she's just getting really hyped, and the Migos are just like, who the fuck is this guy? Bro, I that I watched that. I was watching that with um, my one friend over back here at my house, bro. It it, I, it had me shook. I was literally like, I don't. It was a good episode of Saturday Night Live, and then that just came in, and I was like, what the fuck's going on? I thought it was a skit. I'm gonna be honest. It was it was so cringeworthy. Yes, I. What else is cringeworthy though is Taylor Swift. I I've I'm very vocal. About my opinions of Taylor Swift, if you if you don't know this, Kyle, what is my opinion of Taylor Swift? Uh, she's shit. Yes. That's about it. Yes, she's a shitty person, she is a shitty artist, and she's a fellow Pennsylvanian, so I know she's a piece of shit. So, all this being said, you know what's one more thing she added to her list of things of being shitty at? Kyle? <laughs> I thought you were asking about your rhetorical question. No, Kyle. I literally, I, Kyle, I literally want you to say what. So, Kyle, do you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, rapping. Rapping, Kyle. She, the bitch thinks she could rap now. Now, <laughs> I, I, I'm holding back here a lot with my hatred here and vocalizing it. But, damn, man, like, the the feedback I'm seeing online from the Swifters and those just psychotic white girls is, Oh my god! Oh my god! This is the best thing ever! She's gonna drop bars! Like, they were saying, like, they were screaming bars at her fucking songs, bro. Bars. Like, uh... I I mean... Alright, I don't have a problem with people, you know, rapping. I have a problem with people doing it terribly and people saying it's good. Yeah. That's like, it's with 
like Katy Perry jumping on that wave and like trying to do stuff with Migos and stuff. Yeah, they're, they're, they're well, they're, they, they well, dude, they have a beef. They're one in the same. They're one in the same. Money as possible. Dude, they're one in the same. But, but, like, here, I'm gonna, like, this is, this is the lyrics. This is one of her verses. This is one of the verses that the Swifters were literally tweeting that they said this is the best song of the year. Me, I, me, I was a robber. First time that he saw me. Stealing hearts and running off and never saying sorry. But if I'm a thief, then he can join the heist. And we'll move to an island. And he can be my jailer. Burton to this tailor. Every lever known is a compassionate failure. I forget their names now. I'm so very tame now. Never be the same now. 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 Like, what the fuck is this shit? Fuck that bitch! Jesus fucking Christ! How is that fucking getting... How, how is that worth 200 mil? What the fuck? It's a little bit heated when it comes to Taylor Swift. Fuck her, man! She deserves green dick, bro. She deserves slime dick. Alright, well, let's go into that. <laughs> I, think, I think that's all you gotta say. Is Usher has a green dick. And it spits out green slime. And he's getting sued millions and millions and millions of dollars by, I think, 20 different women because of his green penis. And not telling groupies that he had herpes. So, uh... Basically, he, he's got some serious STD shit going on, and he didn't inform any of these women, and now they're suing him. And it's, some of this information coming out is, uh, if you don't have a strong stomach, don't go read it, but basically his dick is just spitting out green goo. And it's like, uh, uh, God, what's going on in music it's history? Still- Kyle, what's going on in music history? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so for today in music for September 10th, uh, in 1964, the kink single, You Really Got Me, hit number one. Fire. That's a classic song. That is a fire. And in, in 1966, the, uh, Beatles Revolver began its six week run as the number one album. And this one's funny as shit. You will like this. In 1973, the uh, BBC banned the Rolling Stones single Star Star from their uh, Goat's Head Soup album because the chorus said Starfucker a dozen times. (laughs) (laughs) Starfucker! Starfucker! Dude, I fuck with it. So that's just hilarious. And, uh, and in 1991, uh, Nirvana released Smells Like Teen Spirit, which was a huge song. And uh, basically the success of that single itself um, put their album Nevermind uh, like at the top of the charts. And basically this song uh, getting popular was like alternative rock uh, being able to go into mainstream that essentially signifies that happening. And uh, music birthdays, I only got one for today, but uh, Roy Ayers, the classic, classic musician, was born in 1940. And if you have time, go check out his albums uh, Mystic Voyage and Vibration. 
Word. Well, now we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing and we're gonna be ending festival season officially today. And the way that we're gonna end it is kind of a two-parter. We're gonna we're gonna start it off by going over Burning Man and what what it was this year. Again. Yeah, we're gonna go over what Burning Man actually is. We got a lot more information. We're gonna review, you know, we're gonna review what happened this year at Burning Man, and what what a real experience would would be like, what you can expect going there, and if it's actually worth going, because now we could actually judge it. We did enough. Well, I did enough research to actually make a form an opinion. Um, and then we're also gonna be yeah. talking about the Meadows Music Arts Fest. Uh, that's gonna be going on next weekend in uh, New York City. It's a pretty good fucking festival to end out your summer. So if you're in New York City or around the area, you should definitely fucking get to that if you could. But we're going to get right into Burning Man yeah. now. So, Ka, I sent you a video the other night at what time? Like 6 a.m.? I don't know, 4, 5, 6 a.m.? What was it? I think it was like 4 a.m. Describe for the audience what it was. It's a 50-second video. Um, take them from 0 to 50. Um... So, basically, this dude just ran, like, so at Burning Man, they literally set a huge, giant wooden man on fire, and this crazy-ass dude literally ran into the fire and threw himself on it, and he, he killed himself at this festival, he, despite, like, the firefighters they're trying to save his life, which but I they, mean, he put those people at risk. Well, yeah, that's what I was about to say. They yeah. cu- they couldn't even do anything. Like it, it, I, again, if you guys want to see the video, there's it's not. I mean, it's graphic. Yes, the images. It's kind of wild to see this because it's, it's more. It is far away, so it's not. Yeah, like it's crazy. not like it's not graphic in the sense where it's gory. It's it's graphic in the sense of the imagery. It's like well, that guy just died, but um. Yeah, like the, the video is wild because the dude starts off maybe a hundred feet, two hundred feet away, and there's a security barrier, and he just sprints around it and jukes some the security out. And when I, I've I've worked security before at venues, when somebody's fucked up on whatever substances he he's may have been on and is running around like that, that's what you're taught to do. You're taught to do, okay, don't touch him and get back up. But when you have a ninety foot tall burning structure, maybe. 40, 50 feet behind you, and this dude's just running around, probably tripping his mind out. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but he runs full speed. He had to have been on some crazy shit. Yeah, there's nothing you can do, like, as a bystander there. Like, the like you see the people, they try to grab him. One of the guys that's trying to grab him caught on fire and got, got, got injured. And it's like, yeah. this dude ran in there, and then within 50 seconds, he, he was gone. Like, when they eventually got him out... There, there was no urgency. There was nothing because they, they were literally pulling out, uh, you know, basically something. I'm assuming that looked like Darth Vader in Episode Three of Star Wars. They were pulling out some shit. They're like, "Oh my god, it's a barbecue!" Like that, that he literally got cremated alive. I can't imagine how painful that must have been. R.I.P. to that dude. Um, I feel terribly for the family. The families come out and they said they have no idea what could have possessed him to do this um and some friends were saying yeah there's rumors that he was actually sober so it may have actually just been a suicide attempt so who the fuck knows but let's that's pretty negative and that's one out of like the eighty thousand people that are there 
So that's the Wait, one. You didn't see the. You didn't see this. Uh, another dude got run over by a vehicle there. Okay, yeah, I re- yeah, I sent I sent you that one as well. That one I don't think is that that's kind of wild. But keep in mind, it's eighty thousand people and it's a city for a week. That's the one thing that we're gonna get into in a second that that we didn't understand previously. That I could understand the infrastructure a little bit more, so it makes a little bit more sense. The reason that that guy is de- oh. the reason that that guy is dead is he set up his campsite in in a road essentially, and. Literally, the, he was just in the middle of the road camping, and the truck didn't see him. Apparently, there was a one of the, the a dust storm or something going on in the middle of the night, and that was it. So, I mean, it's unfortunate, yeah, but if you're sleeping in the middle of a road, um, you get, you're probably going to get ran over. I don't know. That's just my opinion. That's just one man's opinion. But, um, all right. So, what Burning Man is, is it's not a music festival at all. What it is, is though, it, it's, it, it's a temporary city, and it's a huge art installation. So, everything there is there for a purpose, and it's been placed there because it's the whole thing, year-round. It's one, one big art installation that they plan out, but it's not there all year. They do it off-site. And then it just is there for that week, and then it, you'll never see it again. Every year, it's completely different, different artists, different city. Now, here's the thing that where what, what a lot of people get confused about. Yes, there is a lot of music there because a lot of musicians go there and just perform. Now, the thing that's kind of wild about that is at Burning Man as we talked about in that previous episode, go listen if you, you haven't. There, There's no currency. There's no money. You don't, you don't, it's a barter, it's not even a bartering system, it's a gifting society. So the way that it works is you arrive at Burning Man with everything you need for a week to survive in the desert. So I was, I was thinking about it and I'm like, all right, if I'm going to the desert for a week, I'd probably take probably 30 to 40 cases of water probably like like I, I was being sick like I, yeah, that's how i was thinking you know 30 40 cases of water if we're going i'm talking about you and me going that's what the logic i was using so if me and kyle were going i'm yeah. thinking 34 k 30 40 cases of water um in nevada marijuana is legal so probably like two three ounces something like that at least at least we're talking i mean we need beer kyle at least beer. So, what do you think yeah. in beer? Like, how much? How many racks? You figure um, a, thir- a, a thirty rack a day. So a rack, a rack. So seven racks of beer. So just yeah, for, probably, so, so right yeah. there that it. So right there that is food, water, and weed. And now there we're, we're set there. So now that that got me thinking. It's like all right. Outside of that, what do you need? So there are since it's a, a community that's gifting. A lot of people just go there, and their whole intention is they they have normal businesses. So there's businessmen that go to this, and they just bring their products and literally just give them away. Like like they're like for example, um, one of the videos I was watching was that the number one advice they gave anybody when they're going there is bring a uh, a cup with a thing to attach it to your belt. Because everywhere at Burning Man, since, you know, again, there's no currency, it's a gifting society, you could just go up to 
like these random things and you could get free slushies free water free everything you still want to have your own stuff obviously you know to give away and all that but i'm saying you could literally just go up there and get like alcoholic slushies and all this random shit for completely free as long as you have a cup because there's no cups at burning man because there's no trash at burning man (laughs) again so it's a it's weird it's a wild scenario like the main thing is too they incorporate the principles of burning man which are their, like, pillars of the society. So it's like, that's all you have to follow. The main things are, it's a gifting society. You leave no trace. So that means when you leave Burning Man, it should look the same way you came. So if you have a fire pit, that means no ash. If you, you know, if you, if you're, if you're, you bring plastic bottles, make sure they go to the appropriate places, shit like that. Um, nudity is, is not encouraged, but it's a completely judgment-free zone, so you will see naked people there. Um, the amount of drug use there is very, very over-reported from pretty much every form, and everything I've seen online to, and, and, and looked, it's pretty much over-reported. It looks like about maybe 10 to 15% of the actual festival goers are doing good. Now, that's a lot of people, don't get me wrong, but I've worked at festivals, and I've seen festivals where it's 80% of the fucking people are fucked up. And keep in mind, there are 80,000 people there. So we're talking about maybe 10,000 people out of the everyone that's there. And the area that this place takes up, it's a, de- it's a city. Like, we, we were underselling it before when we are saying that, that this is an actual city. Like, they encourage you to bring a bicycle because that's how you're going to get around the festival the whole week. So, it's it's wild. And, I mean, the reason why I'd, I'd like to go, personally, is this reason. Um, it's a completely week away from society and it grounds you. There's going to be, you know, you could take your cell phone, you're not going to have service... And since it's in the desert, all the, the the sand, it's a particular type of sand that will destroy any electronic devices. So when you're out there, there's no reason to bring your phone. There's no reason to bring anything. So anything from the outside world that's not in front of you doesn't matter at that moment. So if you're if you know if you work hard and you know you only go on vacation once a year, if you're one of these you know, let's say you're uh, Justin Bieber, like you know. Not saying he went, but I could understand how these artists, they're they're just like you when they go there. They put a mask on and they're just walking around like a normal patron for one week of their week of the year. And everybody's, everybody's equal there. So there, one story I read about this past year was, I guess Steve Aoki just randomly went to somebody's tent and performed for like 10 people. Like, like, and there was a video of it, like random shit like that. It's like, can cow, can you just imagine just seeing one of your favorite artists there and be like, holy shit. What up? And he's like, what up, man? And you just guys just talk for like two, three hours. Kind of like when we met Joey Badass and Static Select. Except a week-long event like that. So I, I, I see the appeal of it. So now in terms of the money, did a little bit of math. So $400 ticket to get in there. Then you have to travel there. So you're figuring another $400 there. We're on the East Coast and airfare. So you're already up to basically almost a grand just you have to, to run a car to get there let me finish so you're up to a grand in just that you don't necessarily need to rent a car because there's a temporary airport that they build at the location kyle so yeah but how are we gonna get all of our water and shit there because kyle they have a when you land at the airport you could take the shuttle right back to the walmart 
Yeah. There, there's ways. We could figure that out. Also, Amazon has drones. Dro- uh, drones. <laughs> we, we could figure this shit out, man. All right? But what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is if, you, if you're going from the East Coast and if you want to make a good Burning Man experience, it's going to cost you two grand. But it might be one of the, you know, the best experiences of your life from what I'm seeing. Kids are welcome. There's families that go to it. It's it's wild. Like, it is a very, very wild event. I'm very, very interested in going. I'm going to I'm gonna get Kyle to go. That's my goal for the next year, to just to get Kyle to go this shit. So, that's all I got on it, Kyle. Did I convince you enough? Do you have anything you'd want to point out? Any skeptics? Anything. I mean, definitely after hearing hearing all this, I definitely have at least a different perspective. I don't think it's quite as much of a pull as I thought it was, even though it still kind of is. But um, my big thing is just if it's really if it's really gifting, if those are really the ideals that the people that run it think about, then why do they make it so expensive? Well. Like, if it's brilliant, well, no, no, no. I, well, well, like, Kyle, this dude makes so much fucking money. We, we talked about yeah. that before. Well, no, 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 no. Listen, hear me out. I understand it now because, Kyle, the temporary infrastructure that they get, it's a full city for a week. There's a hospital. There's a fully functioning, functional yeah. hospital there, Kyle. No, I know. So when you start breaking yeah, that right. shit down and throwing some numbers around and that guy's pocketing, let's say, five, six mil, dude, I'm fine with that. This dude has a fucking hospital in the a temporary hospital in the middle of a desert for a fucking week for eighty thousand people. Think about that. That's fucking wild. But now, Cal, now we're gonna go on to something that people could still go to this year. Actually, this coming weekend. So, Kyle, let's get into that. Actually, ironically, it's at City Field in Queens. Um, I'm gonna be. At City Field on Tuesday, and guess what? Their fucking parking lot is already set up for this shit, so I'm gonna have to park probably in fucking I don't know. I don't know where I'm gonna park, but I'm probably gonna end up parking somewhere wild and having to take the fucking subway to the fucking game. So I'm kind of pissed at this festival at the same time. I just just realized that this is literally the reason why I'm gonna have to take the fucking subway. But uh, all right. So, Kyle, let's get into it. Yeah, um, you want to just start day by day? We'll start with Friday. Yeah, Kyle, you, you go down go down the, the list. Like, let people know who they're seeing here. Well, well, actually, let, let's people, let's start with the most important thing, what it's costing. Right now, there are still tickets available. I'm looking at it. It's one fifteen a day, or if you still want to go for three days, it's three I'm sorry, it's three oh five. So, yeah, general admission for all three days is still available, or day by day. Um, my opinion, I'm going to tell you guys right now, I think it's very worth it, and I think this is one of the best festivals that I've seen all season. Um, yeah, seriously. All right, so Kyle, I'm going to go through Friday. We got Jay-Z, Run the Jewel, Migos, yeah. Two-Door Cinema Club, Melky Chance, 21 Savage, Joey, Badass, Tegan and Sarah, Blood Orange, uh, Sky Fiera, what? And it kind of falls apart down there a little bit below it. Saturday, you got Gorillas, Future, uh, Eric Kabaduat, 
Isn't that way? Well, I, I just I just have to, I'm sorry, the way I said it like that is every time I see that name, I think of the little little Wayne song where he goes, Erica Baduat, who that who that say they gonna beat Little Wayne. My name ain't Bick, but I keep that flame. I could keep going. But shut up, just keep going. Yeah, I could keep, keep going, going with that song. But anyway, uh, LL Cool J, uh, MIA, Big Gigantic, TV on the radio, De La Soul, Big Boy, Tory Lanez, Flatbush Zombies, A-Track, Bad, Bad, Not Good. <laughs> um, that, and that's pretty much it for that day. And then Sunday... Kyle, I'm going to let you take Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we so, got uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, dope, Nas, dope. Face Nectar, dope. Weezer, dope. Uh, Front for the People, dope. Action Prop, dope. Broken Social Scene, Ghostface Killer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> then, let's see, Fantastic Negrito, Dreamers, Floor, Front. Especially like the headliners each day are just like fantastic. That's yeah. Like, that's what so for the value that you're paying there three. You know, basically three twenty in total probably with fees to go see that those headliners. That to me is completely freaking worth it. If if we weren't going to that yeah. Dirty Head show and I wasn't going to New York already this week, I would really try to go to this. Yeah, I mean Jay Z, Run the Jewels, Joey. Uh, the Gorillas, Erica Badu, Hello Cool J, Milky Chance. Well, Kyle, Black you're even Black missing. Zombies. You're missing some points here. Milky Chance. Uh, I've heard nothing but amazing things about their live performance. Jay Z. You're telling me you don't want to say see Jay Z. <laughs> Jay Z was the first one I mentioned, bro. My bad. My bad. Twenty One Savage. I'd even be down to see that set just to see like what yeah, the fuck I'm that crowd's gonna be. Uh, MIA, I'd be MIA, I'd be down for that. Flatbush Zombies again; they always yeah. put on a good show. And the thing is, also with that, the, that good, uh, at, at this type of show in New York, Pro Air is going to be there. So Joey Badass's crew, Flatbush Zombies, ASAP Mob would probably even show up to this shit, considering Joey and Flatbush are both there. Yeah, oh, Maya's on it as well on Sunday. So is it worth the price? Oh, absolutely. Uh, this is like probably the, the best of the summer. At least I think so. Yeah, I, I I definitely fuck with that one heavy. But like I said, me and Kyle mentioned it. We're uh, kind of, well, it's going to be an interesting show next weekend. I think me and Kyle might record it uh, right after or even maybe at the Dirty Heads concert. We're probably going to be um, drunk. I don't know how else to say it other than that. But uh, it's going to be an interesting show. I mean, probably. Definitely. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> um, but yeah, next weekend, me and Kyle, we're going to be going to a concert. Um, hit us up on Twitter if you guys want to go. We have a bunch of free tickets left for this shit. I think we have eight tickets left to give away. So if you're interested in going to this shit, it's in Philadelphia. Hit us up. We'll, we'll hit you up uh, via email with the ticket. Um, at, you know, at the LBN, or, yeah, Kyle, shout out our social media, I, I just got but an email. Give your email, just give yeah. your email. Yeah, uh, humans from a place 
at gmail.com. Just send us an email if you're interested in going to the Dirty Head show. We got some tickets left. Um, yeah, hit me up. Uh, we'll see what we can do for you if you're actually interested in going. But uh, our last segment today, Kyle, uh, we talked about him in that last segment, Joey Badass. He's our artist spotlight. Um, I want you to get this one started off to talk a little bit more of the discography and the music side of it, and then we could get into who he is, like, for the culture type shit. So go ahead, Kyle. Okay, start in three, two. Yeah, so today we'll be highlighting Joey Badass, who is just one of the one of the best new school rappers to come out. Um, he has a you could say he has a huge influence, a huge amount of his style is taken from older rap like he does. He he very much sounds like he could be in the nineties or like late nineties if you stick him there, he would do just fine. But even he does well with making newer sounding music too though. He's able to kinda do both of them and integrate them into one one cohesive sound very well. And his bus started in two thousand and twelve when he released the mixtape nineteen ninety nine. And then it just uh, built up on that Summer Nights was the next mixtape release in 2013. And he founded uh, this the hip-hop collective known as Pro Era. Him and his friend Capital Steve essentially started it. Also on there are uh, Nick Caution and Kirk Knight are the, are the two biggest names, but they're all a part of uh, like Beast Coast which is essentially um, Pro-Era, uh, Flatware Zombies, The Underachievers, and they're even related with uh, ASAP Mob as well. In 2015, he released his debut album, Before the Money, and just an incredible album. In this year, he released his follow-up project, All American Badass, which in my opinion, is even better than before the money. Like he, just the themes in the album, like being black in America, a lot of a lot of social issues he goes into is just fantastic. I think he's still getting better as an artist. You want to talk a little bit, Scott? Yeah, um, I mean that was the music side of it. The other stuff that um, also is interesting about Joey is he's also, I mean, he wasn't planning on doing it originally, but he got into acting um, with the TV show Mr. Robot. Um, it's, po- it's pretty much a, it, it, I want to say it's a cult hit, I guess would be the way to say it. It's got a pretty big demographic, but uh, he's in it. Yeah. And that's one thing. He's one of the art, the one of the very few artists not going to throw any shade at anybody here, but I don't know, maybe Drake, who did it the proper way, he was, he's actually a fucking artist, he actually raps and writes his own music and makes the music, and then he was like, wait a minute, another form of expression is acting, maybe I should try that. He wasn't an actor who could sit, who could kind of sing, who learned to rap. He did, he did, <laughs> just trying to throw, you know, a little, just throwing a little bit there. Um, another interesting well, thing is if you look at um, if you look at like most deaf, uh, LL Cool J, Ice T, they were they were all able to do both successfully and well. 
and uh, at least some jelly so far. I mean, um, he's doing a very some good other job cool, working. interesting little little tidbits are. Um, when he took the Mr. Robot role, that was a TV show, he, he skipped out on having a role in the Obama biopic film. Um, he also, he he had just signed a deal, I forget how recently, to be a brand ambassador with American Eagle uh, and rebrand it and take over and start designing for him a little bit. Uh, and, and another really, really cool thing about him is just the fact that he's still, to a degree, I mean... Um, to, not to a degree, pretty much fully. He's still almost fully independent. He has distribution, but besides that, he's independent. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, overall, he's one of my favorite artists. He's definitely one to watch. The one of the reasons why I like him so much and relate to him. Uh, he's the same age as us. He was born January twentieth, ninety five. I was born April sixteenth, and Kyle was born in ninety four. Like, literally a month before that. So we're all within the same age period. Um, we, we met him once. We've seen him a couple times live. When we got to meet him and talk to him, it was a good conversation. He busted my balls because I just said some sucker shit. But, like, overall, he, he's, a, he's a really good guy. Um, he puts out amazing music. And if you haven't heard on him or if you slept on him or if you've hated Go listen to his music because he's got some new music coming out next week, and he's gonna be around for a real long time. <laughs> he said it. He says it best. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's worked. He's worked with old school guys like uh, DJ from there. He's worked with the Roots. Um, dude, old school guys. Uh, his, I, I mean, I wouldn't say he's old school, but his 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 touring DJ and one of his best friends is Static Select. Yeah. So. And I mean, you'll hear he's on uh, ASAP's new album. I mean, he was on Schoolboy Q's album. So he like, toured he, with Schoolboy Q. The whole world. He toured with Q. Yeah. I mean, also, and that's the other thing. A lot of people were, even you, you were hating on the Logic tour. Don't hate, bro. Yeah. He's making his money. I hate Logic. You hate Logic, but oh, I think yeah. that's a good, that's a good, that's a good brand decision for him to make. Yeah. No, it's, it definitely is. And I think that gives him exposure to a new audience as well. I think that just about wraps up this episode. I don't know what else we could really add on Joey Badass. You got anything else, Kyle? Uh, no, I'm pretty... I'm good. Just go check him out. Even his his two big mixtapes, 1999 and Summer Nights, are both fantastic. I think they're better than his... I, work with I think it's... Be, objectively could be better than the newest... Alright, Joey's weird because you see progression, but... <laughs> Here we we're gonna get out in on this a little bit. You're gonna disagree with me. I think the mixtapes might have better songs, but the albums are a better collection of music. But the mixtapes have yeah, better no, I songs. I agree with that. I think that that okay that this, if, so that way we don't get into a big debate. But that's the easiest way to say it. Like the um what's the um, I don't know the name of it, but nine five and Mama working nine five. What what is it? Uh, Wait, what? Uh, I can't. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of the fucking song. Is it something? It's not summer nights. It's a. Uh... 
uh, and the landlord's fed up with our lies, so we pray to the gods, the jaws, and the Allahs. Uh, what the fuck? I can't. I, I'm literally listening to this song in my head. I have to look it up right now. Now, come on, Kyle. I literally just recited like the like the first intro lyric, and you can't tell me with that song. Uh, All right, Kyle, you suck. <laughs> I know what song you're talking about. I just can't. I think it might be waves. Is it waves? Oh yeah, waves. It's waves. Yeah, it's waves. Like that—that's um, probably still one. That's still like my favorite, one of my favorite Joey Badass songs, if not one of my favorites. And that's on his debut mixtape. That's that's exactly how I feel about Kendrick, though, too. Well, not only because... that, like right now, I'm looking at like even the um, the genre that that uh, that mixtape is on under. It's under jazz rap, which is wild. Yeah, that's dope. But no, like, um, I feel the exact same way about Kendrick. Because, like, you look at some of the songs on uh, Section Eighty and Overly Dedicated, his real early music, they're just amazing. But as far as making whole albums, like whole album concepts, now, like that—that's crazy that he progressed like that as an artist and is doing it to to that extent. Because even. Like Section Eighty did have a have a whole theme around it, but n- nothing like Good Kid, Mad City, or Potential Butterfly. Like that stuff is just crazy. But individual songs, I think some of those older ones are better than the stuff that he's making now. Couldn't have said it better myself. But but you know what? I couldn't say better my, than better myself, Kyle. What? If you could say your social media stuff, so. I could end this and I could put on football because now it's one oh eight p.m. and like football is real important, Cal. It's like it's like religion here. You're you're infringing on my yeah. re- my See, religious football, freedom. Football I watch is already over. Yeah, Kyle. That's that's because you're an orthodox. Okay, Kyle. You fucking traditionalist. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Um, shout your shit out. Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at lbn underscore kg. He's at LBN underscore Scott, and of course, at Human From A Place. Alright, and yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, like I said, next week, it's going to be a little bit more interesting episode. We might record at our friend's house in Philly. We might record in the car coming back. We might record on the way down. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. We never, we don't, we never know what the fuck we're going to do. It might be funny as hell, though. Yeah. So? Or it might be garbage. (laughs) But either way, it's going to come out. It could be, it might only be 10 minutes. I might record it on my cell phone. Who the fuck knows? But we're going to do it. Um, Have a good day, guys, and have a good week. Peace.